Hi everyone, welcome to Success and Sales Hacks and Chats with your host Mike McDonnell and I have a very special guest today who's going to share with us about her journey and how she got to where she is today and we have Joe Pritchard joining me. Joe, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me, hello. So Joe is the CEO and co-founder of Sparkle Drops, which he started after an 11-year journey with a marketing agency. I think it's promoting cheese, if I've got that right. So Joe, share with us a bit about yourself and how, how things were you, how things were for you growing up. Um, well, I um, I've been raised by two entrepreneurs, so um, having my own business has always been the dream. I ran my own marketing agency for eleven years, doing events and shows uh, largely for a cheese producer. Took me all over the country and um, got a lot of experience in consumer events. Uh, but when that naturally came to an end, I sort of found myself um, wanting my own baby, my own project to look after, but also something that fitted well with my family life. So I, I had the idea for Sparkle Drops. We were away on holiday um, and I'm a big fan of Prosecco. We, uh, we were drinking Prosecco in the in the sunset and um i was missing cassis i love putting cassis in my drinks um and i was saying you know that oh, if only there was something we could have brought with us you know you don't want to carry a bottle of cassis around with you no. um but i also had sparkly lip gloss on and that was on the glass and i said oh that looks so pretty you could just see the the, the sparkle in the in the drink where it had come off the, the lip gloss and that was really the the start of the idea um, I think there's something about being on holiday that your aspirations and the, the desire to get that work-life balance right kind of uh, it's amplified um, and it started a lot of evening conversations with me and my husband just you know thinking of ideas and and once we were back in the UK I yeah just started down this road very steep learning curve but here I am sort of just over well coming up to a year later from launching sparkle drops wow awesome so it it seems like the the big stretch for you the big move for you came about when you wanted the work-life balance so share a little bit in terms of what what it was like before you hit that point where it was like okay things need to change now so what was it like at the marketing agency uh clients have a certain expectation for when they can get hold of you and you know the hours that they they need you to be available for and mm -hmm. that isn't always you know it doesn't always fit in with children and you know if they're ill or school runs and all these sorts of things that it was leaving me frazzled because I felt torn in so many different directions um that yeah, I, I was finding myself kind of not doing any one job very well, kind of just dipping in and out of all these various responsibilities. So to have something that I called the shots on and I set the timetable and the deadlines really suited me um, to be able to properly fulfill my commitments to my family as well. Was that something that, was, was always in the back of your mind as well or was it something that was it, always there or it, did it sort of hit you it it's always been i've i've heard of lots of you know amazon sellers and and companies 
the idea of having a product really appealed to me something that that was mine and that i could promote and i would benefit from its success um but you know it's 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 all very well having that dream but to actually have the product is uh is quite tricky so um i'd always had it in the back of my mind that i would love to to have a brand or a product that that i would then promote there are, I imagine that there's a lot of people that, that have ideas. So it seems, <clears throat> seems like ideas are not exactly few and far between as much as they used to be. Like a lot of people want to start their own business. A lot of people want to be in that position, you know, with the work-life balance, even though most of the time, at least, that probably isn't something you achieve in the first couple of years. And it's almost like they, they go in with, with that idea, but then you've actually taken it and made it real. So what would you say was the thing that set yourself apart from idea to then making it happen? Uh, that, it's a good point. I mean, and actually, I'm not sure my work-life balance is currently better because I've never worked so hard in my life. But um, I guess it's the end game, you know, that I'm, I'm headed, you know, the, the, once it's properly established, then hopefully that work-life balance will be there. But I think I was lucky in the product that I chose um, or developed um, because I was able to trial the market at a fairly low risk, you know, I, I didn't have to invest in a lot of expensive machinery or um, lots of, I don't know, laboratory trials or anything. I was able to trial it in a fairly low key way and make sure that there was a market for it. Now, further down the line with, you know, lots of printed product and labeling and bottles, there's a, a much bigger investment, but it didn't feel as scary as perhaps some products or uh you know types of of industry would be um it, it's just taking the plunge really and knowing that there is a is a desire and a market for your product was that something that you you did before you launched it was there always an idea in the back of your mind okay you need to find out if there's enough people for this or you know from your own experience at, at the holidays you sort of say well at the very minimum I'm doing this because because I wanted to do it it's something that that I've always wanted to do and you know you go through that, through that experience of not being able to do those things and you go right well I'll do it myself then kind of reminds me of Richard Branson's experience at airlines which led him to start his own like he, he didn't get the service that he wanted so he decided to start his own I mean, was that the same sort of thing for yourself or did you actually research it before you decided to, to dive in well i didn't see a product that ticked ticked the box for me of you know of what i was trying to achieve um i i could see an opportunity that wasn't wasn't being tapped into at all um and i i sort of because i had in my mind oh, i'd love this sort of the idea of the Amazon marketplace or the, the product you're selling, I kind of worked the product back from a postal point of view, thinking of, you know, if, I, if I'm shipping out this product, it gives me a flexibility that as long as I've fulfilled the postage, life can, I can fit it around life. So I structured it around a large letter format so that it could go with Royal Mail. Um, and then I worked the product back to fit within those kind of postal um, limitations, really, which meant it was a great price point. I spoke to a lot of people who 
who said, oh, I could think of 10 people I would buy that for straight off um, and kind of tapped into what they wanted the product to be, price point, variety, uh, appearance. Um, and yeah, really went from there using the kind of market research I had at my, at my fingertips. There could be a lot of people that, that might actually get a bit anxious, I guess, or nervous around asking people for feedback, particularly when it comes to like pricing things, because nine times out of 10, they will say, well, as cheaply as possible, please. You know, they might have that, that thought run through their heads and say, well, I probably wouldn't pay this much. And then you might even realize that, oh, it's not feasible because people won't pay the amount that, you know, in order to make a profit or to even just to break even, you've got to like charge something for it. So yeah. it's having, um, it's, I guess it's having that, that, that level of belief or comfort around people so that you can have the honest price conversation rather than just having them turn around and say, well, just as cheap as you can do it. I think my experience at the events and shows has shown me a lot about human psychology and, and what people perceive as a good price point or an affordable price point. I was very much wanting to target the gifting market and, um, from the shows I've done, £10 sits as a very good price point. You know, people are, see that as an expendable amount of money. Um, and I tried to work it back. I know that people don't like paying for postage and packaging. It seems like dead money. Um, so when we, when we set up, it was very much that you paid your £10, you got your product, and it was posted to your door. And I think psychologically it was a safer bet for the for the purchaser it it seemed uh, an affordable amount for what they were getting what was your initial steps like straight after that so when you realized that it was viable and you mentioned that you don't have a lot of equipment when it comes to this so what was your your first steps when you decided to to actually start and go right let's let's make this happen what was the the steps that you took um we did a lot of experimentation with uh recipes trying out different flavorings and um you know getting the the texture right uh the the mouthfeel the sensation but also i wanted it to be highly concentrated if you think back to me being on holiday i couldn't have taken you know 750 milliliters of of whatever with me the idea was that this would almost be pocket sized or handbag sized um and also the the appeal of of cosmetics particularly we are targeting a female market so the idea of when a lot of the time when women see lipsticks or uh, eyeshadows they're packaged in a way that makes you want to look at them touch them use them and that's very much how we uh, designed our pipette bottle there's something quite tactile about the the application method uh and also you know the gold foiling on the bottles everything about it was meant to have decadence and a kind of treat element to it so that had to go through everything from the the recipe the ingredients to the actual finished how you use it so how did you get into the idea of trying to condense it down and make it you know a bit 
uh, more concentrated because you, you said you didn't want to to actually try and carry big bottles around. But, you know, in order to, to do that, I would imagine at some point you then have to water it down. Otherwise, it might be too strong. I, mean, I don't know. That's just the assumption that I've sort of made with that. But we, I, I, what sort of things did you have to do to make that happen? Well, we, we made sure that the, the, the flavouring we use, it's a really high quality natural flavouring. We didn't want, you know, a synthetic taste. The, the cassis and the elderflower liqueur and everything that I really like is made from a natural flavour. So that was really important to me. Um, and then by, by testing a lot of pipette structure, uh, pipette bottles and uh, pump dispensers, and we went through so many different um, kind of vestibules to, to use. Um, and it was when we came to this, this particular pipette glass bottle that we realized it delivered the right amount um, in the right it could be the right texture to work in the pipette yet still mix freely with each of the drinks um, and give the level of flavor and shimmer that that we desired so there were a lot of of test runs and and scrapped recipes but you know we, we were finally at the one that worked best yeah, I can imagine you, you had to go through quite a long process. I mean, one of the things that does come across, and it's a good thing really, is your attention to detail with it. So you're very, you come across at least very, very passionate about it, very, very wanting it to be right, wanting it to be right for you, wanting it to be a high standard. And I, I quite like how, how much attention that you bring into it. Is that something that you, you have with everything or is this just something special for yourself? Um, I'd like to think that I apply that to everything I do, but with Sparkle Drops in particular, it's, you know, if I'm the one standing promoting it at the events and shows, I need to believe in it. I can't sell something that I have reservations about. I need to know that it's something I would want to use and therefore it's something I'm happy to recommend to someone else and, and to promote to someone else. So yeah, I, I don't think I would sleep well at night if I hadn't got it to the, the level I wanted it to be at before, you know, before promoting it. That, that definitely comes across Joe. I mean, it seems, it seems like you definitely bring that to the front at least when you're, you're sort of describing how how you do things and you are describing it reasonably well so people that are listening will be able to like picture the sort of things that you do so would you be able to take us through the the process of creating one of the the drinks then uh as in once you've got the final product and and how to how to make it into into your your drink Mm -hmm. yeah yeah go for yeah. it um so the the way we recommend using it is a couple of you have to shake the uh sparkle drops bottle very well it's only a little 10 mil bottle but you need to give it a really good shake to make sure that the shimmering part of it is incorporated you then need a couple of squeezes of the pipette and you put that into your glass first. Now we recommend that because um, then when you add your drink, the drink does the mixing for you. Whereas if you added it afterwards, it is naturally heavier than the drink. So it would sink to the bottom and it would need to be stirred in. So there's a lovely um, transformation as you add your drink to these, the very small amount of, of 
sparkle drop in the bottom of the glass and it totally transforms the drink you get the aroma of the natural fruit flavors plus the shimmer and then the beautiful color that goes through the drink we recommend it ideally with a fizzy drink because the effervescence helps to keep the shimmer suspended uh, but it is equally as good in things like martinis it's just it would settle quicker in a in a still drink. Yeah, that, that sort of makes sense as well because obviously the, uh, the 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 carbon the carbonated side of it would kind of lift everything up, wouldn't it? Make it make it rise, I guess, a bit longer. So yeah, cool. Yeah, and also when as you drink the drink, each time you invert the glass up to your mouth, you are restirring it anyway. So it's always a swirling, shimmering kind of potion effect. That you get. Oh, cool. So, see, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that I, I imagine a lot of people that would that would go for. You know, people that that like that sort of thing that they like to add something to their drinks, whether it be a a taste. It's almost like when they they add like syrups to coffees and things. It reminds me of, of that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it's not it's not to mask the taste of the drink you're having. It is purely to well to add to it, really, to complement it. Um, and you know, add a, a slight twist. The um, the prevalence of the flavoured gins at the moment shows people's desire to do that sort of thing. You know, we we do a rhubarb in a rose gold colour, and it's so wow. delicious in in gin. You know, a couple of squeezes, and you've got a whole glass of of really aromatic um, flavoured gin. It's beautiful. Very good. All right. Well, one of the things that I would like to know, and uh, I, I could be, I could be asking you something that you're like, well, we didn't have any of this, so it doesn't really matter. I have to move on to the next thing. But you mentioned that you you had a lot of trial and error. Have you got any particular things that didn't go right? Any incidences, or I guess we can go funny if you want. So you can share something that, that was like funny or something you didn't realize was the case, or maybe you had a, a taste of something and go, oh, that was horrible. So what have you got any particular mistakes that you went through? And, and what sort um, of things you can do to, to change those? We, we almost had a, a catastrophe in that I'd found some little pump dispenser bottles. And um, I think if, if particularly amongst women if you've bought quite expensive face creams or uh, face like face soaps in pump dispensers they'll be very au fait with these little um, containers and they would have worked perfectly as far as weight for postage and usability you know they, they looked great and I had a few samples and we tried them they delivered exactly the right amount of um, of product out of them and I was all set to order 5,000 of them and we I think it was about a week in between the testing them and, and the ordering. And I was just about to place the order and I went to just pump some of the pumps that already had some sparkle drops in and the shimmer had completely jammed up the pump mechanism, meaning that nothing would come out of these pump dispensers and we would have basically been posting out you know uh, dispensers that would not dispense anything at all and I was so close to having 5,000 of these delivered to my house all the way from China um, that was quite a lucky lucky escape yes. there um, 
<laughs> because I'm not sure what I would have done with them. <laughs> so did, did you find out what, what the issue was there? I mean, did you find out what the, the cause was? Well, I think the way the dispensers worked was on a vacuum pump mechanism. And yeah. so the vacuum was reliant on the base of the pump rising up within the plastic um, the plastic canister. And unfortunately, just the, the shimmer texture stopped it from moving freely. And it's fine in a glass bottle, but in plastic, it just didn't work. So um, uh, that only happened after it had settled and had been sat in the canister for a few days. So yeah, it was a, a lucky escape. So what was the, the change then? What, what, what did you need to move forward with that? Uh, completely scrapped anything made of plastic um, and also it felt nice I mean you know I'd, I'd rather not be adding to to the plastic in in the world as much you know as much as I can so um, to go to glass which is recyclable um, it felt it felt like a good change and it also helps to add to the feel of um, of a higher quality product you know it feels it feels the perceived value is higher Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, there are there are certain people that I've spoken to that would like to reduce plastic and and all those sort of things. So I guess it's nice for you to definitely a, be, a bit better in yourself that you're able to contribute to that as well as deliver something that's of a higher value. So yeah, I quite like that. Is there anything that you you weren't sure if it would work, but then it did? So we're looking for something that maybe you weren't sure if it would work, maybe fear of failure came in, maybe you started to talk yourself out of something, you know, like, oh, it'll never work or, or whatever. All those sorts of voices start coming into your head at that point, I would imagine. Have you ever had something like that and then it's worked out better than you thought it would? I guess the whole the whole project was a bit like that. It was so, it was so out of my comfort zone and, and new to me to be you know a, a product manufacturer developer it's it's everything has been a lot of sleepless nights while i i sort of toy with the whole it's gonna go really well oh no what if it's a disaster it, it's very hard to to not have that when you're doing something so new yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I think we've we've done some flavors perhaps that that you know maybe haven't been as popular but it, the, you know people's taste varies so much and you know so we do a, a violet flavor almost you know like palmer violets sweets from your childhood and if i i could have taken five people that i trialed them on and never never made them again because they were so horrified by them but Palmer Violets is that kind of flavour. So I have another 20 people who would drip the drops straight onto their tongue. They love them that much. So you kind of have to not be too sensitive and accept that you can't please everyone. Just make sure that, you know, harking back to the whole being happy with the product myself, you know, as long as I know I've done everything I can to make it a very high quality product, um, then you know you just have to believe in what you're doing. Was that a belief that you had early on? Was it something that you've you've always had, or have you had to sort of consciously grow it and, and cultivate it, and I guess train yourself to do those things? Or has it always been innate inside yourself the whole time? Uh, I like to think if I put my mind to something, I, I'll achieve it. I'm fairly stubborn and, um, and I'm not afraid to work hard. So 
you know, the, the amount of work I've put into this, I saw no reason for it not to be a success. I believed in the product and, you know, like I said, the market research I did showed that there was a desire for the right product. Um, so as long as I ticked the boxes for, you know, for what people were looking for, um, I, I guess I've been, I've been pretty confident throughout it's just i think nighttime this think about nighttime where any worry you have is amplified and that's when i bit thinking oh is this right and it's that right but no on the whole i am a positive person have you had any any routines do you do any practices or any particular activities that help you cope with that or do you sort of go to sleep with those voices and hope they're not there the next morning I write down a lot of things. Making lists helps a lot. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I like, I like to be active. So I find that if I have, you know, physical exercise helps, it just re reduces some of that stress and tension and maybe lets you look at things in a more uh, optimistic light and maybe reflect on things in a better way. All right. Awesome. So before we get to the, the last couple of the questions, Joe, um, if someone wants to find out a bit more about yourself, so you can mention websites and social media, all about Sparkle Drops if you want, now is your chance to share that. So how can people find out about what you've got going on? Uh, Facebook is a great way. Um, you'll also get to see uh, what other people think of the products as well, which is always really nice. Uh, so on, we are Sparkle Drops on Sparkle Drops for gin and prosecco. I think or prosecco and gin on Facebook. We are on Twitter and Instagram as Glow Sparkles, um, and we sell uh, via GlowSparkles.co.uk, and you can also find us on eBay. And we are now with a, a distributor, so we will be popping up in garden centers and gift shops hopefully ah. near you that's awesome can't wait i mean so i mean you're based in the uk and uh, so am i so i'll uh, i'll have to check out the uh the local garden center soon to see if you're in there excellent go in and ask if they haven't got them <laughs> i will i'll have to uh, I'll, I'll have to petition for one i'll, I'll go <laughs> yeah. in and say look you need this in right it's good pick at your local garden centers yeah <laughs> I'll have to uh, have to have words if they've not got it because you know I've, I I always like to have very very nice coloured and flavoured drinks so you know they're, they're missing out if they've not got that for sure. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, so we've got last couple of the questions and the next to last question is: Do you have any words of wisdom for someone that wants to, I guess, leave their job because that's essentially what you did. You, you left your job and you decided to go and tackle your own thing. Have you got any like top three or five things that you would share so someone could learn from, from your experience? Um, research is the biggest thing um, for me. I spent hours and hours, whether it was um, internet searching or speaking to people, you don't, you don't want to jump in with two feet to something that you haven't properly um, properly looked into because it's not you know it's not worth the stress to yourself you need to know that whatever support you're putting behind something is is time and money well spent um, so that you can never do too much research and I'm still you know I'm still researching all the time 
even now a year into it just to make sure that we're on the right track and and doing everything the way we should do um i guess enthusiasm is something that you know you've just got to believe in it and through that enthusiasm and positivity you will be better at doing it through through behaving in that way you know it, it will success will come of your um of your positivity all right awesome and the last question that i ask all my guests now so we've had funny answers to serious answers all the way to answers that have nothing to do with what we've spoken about so the the door can be wide open with this one joe and the question is what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know oh that's a hard question um <laughs> that i am not changing the world but i am definitely making it a little bit more sparkly <laughs> well put joe very very <laughs> very 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 well put all right well thanks for being a guest on the show joe i appreciate you carving out the time for those of you that are new to the podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you do that so you don't miss out of our future guests and make sure you say hi to joe twitter instagram website local garden center joe thanks for coming on i appreciate you carving out the time and i'm sure we'll keep in touch thank you mike i really appreciate it all the best